Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. Um, we are going to do some life updates because it is the beginning of February, and um, I know we've given you a little bit of bits and pieces just because like after the holidays, we got really excited about some updates, so we might have spilled already, <laughs> right. but um, why don't you start, Llewellyn? What is some life updates? What's been going on in your world? Yeah, so I finally moved into my new place in Florida. Um, I don't know how long, but at least, you know, for however long I'm here. Um, But I'm living with a roommate that I met down here, and she has another friend that's going to move in for a couple months. So for a while, it'll be three of us, and then it'll just be two. Um, Wow. Yeah, it's a small small-ish house and it's not super big she just recently bought it um but it has a huge backyard and she has a a big dog so um that'll be helpful for him we just got to train him to want to stay in the backyard Mm. um because right now he barks as soon as you leave so that'll be something to train but it's good um it feels a bit chaotic at the moment um I, I mean, I know that none of you friends out there know me personally, but I don't really like things unorganized and not in their place. And that's mm-hmm. what happens when you move because you don't really know where the place for those things are going to go. So yes, I am very much in that mode right now. So it's like hard for me to focus on like what to do because there's so much to do. So yeah. And the dog horse dog as I like to call him just came in so I apologize if you hear him now friends I found out something um in the last couple of weeks um that really saddens me um I found out that Llewellyn's work has a location in Nashville and she (laughs) is not deciding to move to be near me so I'm only a little bit bitter about it and it's okay but No. Um, (laughs) I was like, maybe I should apply. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) You're like, don't do it. Um, My life update, I guess, at work, I just got asked to pick up a little bit more responsibility in a certain area that is very much in my um, sweet spot. There was a girl who got hired on just after I did in a completely different department, but her entire reason for being hired was because they needed to um, bring some structure and process to the onboarding within our digital marketing team. Um, Once they go through, once they have gone through the HR department onboarding, they kind of get dropped off in digital marketing. And then because there's so many different leaders and units within digital marketing, there's really no continuity between any of the ways that all the people are trained within that same matrix unit. And so um, uh, the girl who's been over it has um, just gotten um, a different job within the company, but now she's not really going to have the margin for the specific task of recreating or restructuring or bringing structure to the digital marketing onboarding flow. So because I had been having conversations with my leaders um, about wanting to take on more responsibility and doing things that were more in my lane, 
Um, they're going to hand this over to me. So I'm excited to get started on it and um, make some progress on it. And I think that operating in this role will get me closer to potentially operating in a different role that I'm sort of eyeing. Um, it feels like it kind of bridges the gap between what I'm doing now and doing uh, project management, um, which I think I would naturally just be really good at, but this will be a great way to kind of showcase that for people and show people how I process through things and whatnot. So um, I'm really excited about that. Um, at this time, I don't think it comes with a pay increase, which I'm really sad about. <laughs> but I, yeah, that would be nice. It's also because I haven't asked. Um, but it's because someone else was also doing what I'm already doing with that job on top of it. So it just doesn't make sense that it would also come with a pay increase. But you never know. Um, so, yeah. Other than that, I think that's it. Nice. Uh, uh, oh, I bought a couch. Did I tell you I bought a couch? You bought a couch? Oh, my gosh. I finally bought a couch. Guys, I have not owned a couch since I lived in Oklahoma, which was from 2010 to 2013. Wow. Um, and I didn't even buy that couch. My mom gave me that couch because it was, they no longer needed that part of the couch. So she just gave it to me when I moved. So, and then I sold it when I moved back to Michigan because I moved in with my sister and brother-in-law for like a year, over a year, like a year and a half. So this is my first time like owning a couch and I'm really excited about it. It's a big purchase. Well, in like, you want to think futuristically, like I want to buy a couch that I'm also not going to hate if I like eventually buy a house because like, and I also want it to be generally nice and neutral and be able to kind of blend into a bunch of different settings so it's just it feels like a, it's a un, it's an unnaturally big decision that I don't appreciate it being as big of a decision as it needed to be but I feel very accomplished um so maybe I'll have that be my recommend to a friend once I actually get it and put it together and have some honest review but as of right now it's currently picked up and in, in transit and on its way Nice. You'll have to send me a picture once it's all put together. I will. Cool. Okay. Well, throw us with an episode recap, and we will get into talking about it. After you do that, I'll explain what's happening. Yes. So this week we watched season four, episode five, titled The One with Joey's New Girlfriend. This was written by Michael Curtis and Gregory S. Mellins, and directed, again, by Gail Man. Chusco. I don't know why that's so hard for me to say, but it is. Um, and originally aired on 1030 of 1997. Ross and Rachel continu- continue their power games to make each other jealous, and Chandler falls hard for Joey's new girlfriend, Kathy. Oof. Now, um, we did not have a lot of feedback on our survey, for those of you that are Spotify users, um, but the surveys that we did get, uh, aka two of them, um, did mention that you guys liked Llewellyn's way um, or that you liked both ways of doing it. And so for this next year, um, we're just going to try implementing more of how Llewellyn leads the podcast. 
And so for the month of January, I did what we've normally been doing where I kind of lead and we do it um, like scene by scene as we walk through the episode. Um, And then for this month, we're going to kind of alternate back and forth. Llewellyn's going to go ahead and take it and run with her topically based um, flow for the next four episodes or however long we're in February. One, two, three, four. It is four. So, Llewellyn, lead us lead us on, fearless leader. Yes. Okay. So this episode we configured had three main points. So we're gonna talk about Phoebe's cold, Ross and Rachel's tiff, their mm. arguments, and mm-hmm. um the big one, which I think is probably the bulk of this episode, is Chandler, Kathy, and Joey, or as Leanne likes to call it, <laughs> the thruple. The thruple. Um, so we'll start with Phoebe's cold. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it, it runs throughout the whole thing, but near the beginning, like Phoebe, um, enters the cafe and she's sneezing and Monica is just telling her, you know, why don't you stay home? Like, you don't have to come out and do music every night. Like you feel sick, stay home. And she so nicely reminds her friends that she's unemployed and she, has nothing but music and making her own shoes, which mm-hmm. she shows are like these bedazzled heels. Yes. Um, and they look horrible. Oh, they look heinous. Like They're no. the bad version of bedazzling. Did it's you see like, there were like corn, the corn candies on there? Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was horrible. It's like her singing, but in shoe form. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's so mean, but I think everybody understands. Yes. Um, so she starts singing and she before she does she gives like a sneezing disclaimer she tells Mm -hmm. everybody like if you hear me sneezing like it's not part of the song except in this one song at the very end like that's okay (laughs) um so she does that and then she starts singing and realizes that the way her voice sounds which is very accurate when you're when you have a cold and you have all that phlegm back up your voice does naturally naturally sound different Mm -hmm. um but she sounds like deeper and it actually sounds decent so she can kind of like tell it does. And she's like, oh, I like this. So she looks at Gunther and is like, hey, when you get a set, give me a whiskey. And um, or no, I think she calls him Chum, doesn't she? She's like, hey, Chum, get me a whiskey. Something. Yeah, something like that. Um, so this episode, oddly, is in the cafe a lot. Um, so later on, they're back in the cafe. She's singing again, but the lights are dimmed. Um so, like, it kind of looks like it might be dark outside, but it's just because the lights are in this weird dimming fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gets done singing, and she comes over, and the friends just rave about how much they love her voice and how great she sounds. And Phoebe's response is she just starts hacking up a lung. Like, mm-hmm. literally, no covering, no nothing. She just does hacks. have quite the crowd when she comes off the stage with those lights. She does, yeah. Like, it's not just the friends who are liking it, but, like, she has definitely drawn a crowd. Yeah. For sure. Um, which is cool. So then later on in the apartment, Phoebe, it's just Phoebe and Monica, and she wants, she mentions that she wants to write depressing music, but she can't think <laughs> of anything sad because it would go with her, like, new voice, newfound right. voice. Right, right. So Monica so kindly reminds her of, like, all the terrible things that have happened. <laughs> It's like riddled, riddled with depression. Yeah. Um, But Phoebe is just like, no, like I want to write about, I don't even remember what it was, but she's like, I'm not writing about any of that. 
Um, so then a little while later, Phoebe gets up to go leave and start singing and she realizes that like her voice is back like she's back to the normal phoebe and she's like oh my gosh my sexy phlegm is gone (laughs) and she starts panicking um so we see her again a little later and she's got her hair wet um i think she has like a short sleeve shirt on and she's trying to open the the um the window in the kitchen and stick her head outside because she wants a cold Mm -hmm. because they're so common she's obviously going to catch one again right um and I think it's Ross and Monica. They just call her crazy. Like, you're an idiot. Don't do that. Um, but then we find out Monica sneezes. And Phoebe um, immediately looks at Monica and she's like, oh, you stole my cold. And she's mad at Monica for it. So she starts following her around. Um, we see a little while later, she brings Monica chicken noodle soup. I say in air quotes. Because she doesn't do chicken, so it's just noodles. And there's no chicken in the broth, so it's just noodle water, (laughs) essentially. Um, So she brings her noodle water, Monica's eating it, and then meanwhile, Phoebe's picking up all of her tissues and, like, putting them in this container. And Monica's like, what are you doing, Phoebe? And she's like, I just want my cold back. Um, And as soon as Monica sets her food down, she takes it and, like, licks the rim where Monica had just sipped off of. Ew, it was so gross. uh, Did you, like, internally cringe? I couldn't watch it. Like, it's hard to just talk about because it's disgusting. <laughs> it's so Ugh. gross. Yeah. She goes in, like, full tongue and everything. She does. But which is just funny because, like, and I know it's, like, binder and whatever, but, like, um, colds, it's just, like, any kind of sickness you get. Like, you can't get the same cold again. Right. Because your body builds an immune. But, like, mm-hmm. you get colds because it's a different strain of a cold. So, like, even though Phoebe is trying so hard to get what Monica has, Monica likely has the same strain that she just got rid of. Right. So, like, you're not going to catch it from Monica. Mm-mm. But she doesn't know that. Um, so, a little while later, Phoebe's in the cafe, and she's I think she's trying to write a song or trying to sing or something, and Gunther comes over, and they kind of talk for a minute, and then Gunther sneezes, and without even, like... Like, without even missing a beat, Phoebe just grabs him and, like, lays one on him. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that (laughs) Gunther is, like, taken aback. Because then we see... No, go ahead. Well, doesn't she... You're talking about the kiss, right? Yeah. Well, she's like, Gunther, kiss me. And he's like, what? Yeah. She's like, kiss me. And so then she, like, kind of grabs him. Yeah. But, like, before he even has time to, like, react to what was happening... Yeah. She's just, like, all over him. Um, And then for the tag scene of this episode, she's singing in that, like, husky voice again and um, with the lights low. And Gunther comes over to Rachel and is just, like, confessing. Like, I I just need you to know that she kissed me. I didn't want to kiss her, (laughs) but I, like, kind of enjoyed it. But, like, are you okay with it? And Rachel's so confused. Like, what are you talking about, Gunther? (laughs) She's it's like, just, yeah, we're funny. good. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I could care less, but thank you. Uh, so that was probably like the smallest storyline. Is there anything yeah. else? Uh, no. Um, I just thought it was very fitting that like I'm not feeling well and like I have a very like I have like a cough and a tickle and like that Phoebe was also not feeling well. It's like this is perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so then we're going to talk about Ross and Rachel's 
arguments slash mm-hmm. jealousy competition, whatever you want to call it. Yes. Um, so the show opens, the episode opens with Ross dropping this napkin next to Rachel. Oh my gosh. Very yeah. dramatically. Like, I think we all understand that Ross is dramatic. Yes. So he's dropping it and he's just going on and on about how he got this girl's phone number and like, I can't wait to go out with her and oh, her name's Amanda. And Rachel is like reading a book, just ignoring him. Mm-hmm. And he's like drops it next to her on the couch, and then she start he starts waving it in front of her face, <laughs> just going all about it. Mm-hmm. And um, finally, Rachel like puts her book down in her lap, and Phoebe sneezes. So Rachel grabs the napkin and passes it over to Phoebe. It's so brilliant. I mean, Ross so is just good. waving it in her face, like he's jiggling it, like he's like very quickly like showing it right into her face, like. He could not be more stupidly obvious. Oh, yeah. And Rachel's just, like, kind of letting him just be stupid about it until at the very end where she pulls a quick one and, like, grabs it and gives it to Phoebes. It's, like, very brilliantly quickly thought of. Yeah, it was good. Um, So then later on, we're in the cafe again, and... um. Gunther, which I guess kind of like ties into the tag. Gunther is walking around and he asks for Rachel's birthday. Mm-hmm. Just like kind of randomly, but he she's like, "Yeah, it's May 5th." And so she writes it down or he writes it down and then she's like, "Why are you wanting to know my birthday?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm just asking everybody. I'm kind of making a list." So Ross is like, "Oh, well, mine is December or whatever." And he's like, "Yeah, I don't care." And like walks away. <laughs> um and then we find out that Ross had a date with Amanda, but it was mm. essentially a play date with Amanda and Amanda's kid. Um, who Ross like immediately looks at Chan- because Rachel's the one explaining this to him, and Ross looks at Chandler and he's like, "What? I had to leak it to somebody." Um, so he obviously told Rachel all about uh, Ross's play date with Amanda and her child. So then later in the apartment, Ross walks in and he's yelling about Amanda like yelling how he's gonna go on a date with her and then monica's like rachel isn't here so he's like oh okay um but he tells monica he's like i think tonight's the night i think tonight's the night that once the kids are done playing and they go to bed that amanda and i can do some playing um and okay yeah the chandler only said that it was only one date and they didn't kiss not that he was essentially the babysitter because we don't find that out until right it coming up here yeah that's true yes yes but yes he's he's telling monica like i think this is really great like i think the kids are gonna play and then the adults are probably gonna play (laughs) yeah i said Um, that worse than ross did but you get it you did but it all makes sense um so then rachel enters and josh who we find out is from um new york university uh, we're assuming, I'm assuming he's like a freshman or sophomore because they comment on his soccer sweater and he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, like next year coach says I could be on varsity, which isn't a thing in college, but, um, great. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure they have just like one team in college, but so we find out basically that he's like young and Rachel's dating this like young ditzy guy. Um, he's the worst. He's the worst. Literal worst. Mm-hmm. So they make out. He leaves, 
And she walks over, I think, to Phoebe, and she goes, it's nice to be in a fun relationship where <laughs> it's fun and we have an enjoyable <laughs> time together. And you can just see, like, it on Ross's face. And it's mm-hmm. fun that he, like, he's never fet- fet- uh, stepped foot in a museum. And Ross is... <laughs> I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Ross's comebacks were just so good. He's like, yeah, yes. maybe because he's about to on a school field trip. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, she's, he's like, yeah, don't worry. He might be able to soon um, with a school field trip. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but then she continues by saying, you know, it's so nice to have a boyfriend that doesn't have dinosaur toys in his bedroom. And then she's like, what's the word? What's the word for an adult who doesn't have dinosaur toys in his bedroom? (laughs) (laughs) And Ross's face is just perfect. But this is where we're introduced to one of Ross's like childhood things that he did. And Mm -hmm. like, I don't really know what to call it except for like, like he bumps his like fists together on the side. Yeah. As Mm -hmm. in the way Monica describes it is that it's like he's flipping you off without actually flipping you off yeah and he made it up when he was a kid and monica remembers crying that night when she learned about it because she realized that she wasn't as weird as her brother (laughs) yeah it's so great (laughs) Uh, it was good so yeah for those of you that have either never seen it or can't remember it's like if you were to put your hands in front of your face facing you and then you closed your fist and then just move your right and your left hands together where you're like the side of your hands yeah. on your little pads or like your pinkies are essentially like bumping against each other. And you do that in two quick like boom, boom motions. It's it's like a it's like an F you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty clever, honestly, but also like kind of you're an adult, Ross. Well, and the fact that he made it up when he was a kid is, like, it is very elementary. So the fact that he's bringing that in to, like, yeah. an adult situation without just... One, I think it's funny because it was probably a way for the network to be able to communicate that without actually using yeah. your middle finger. So then you could probably keep your ratings, you know, like, the... It wouldn't be, like, a bad rating. And then you it's more family-friendly. You have more people right. that could watch it, things like that. Yeah, it was good. But he's clearly irritated as he goes to leave. He does yeah. it again to Monica. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we go to Amanda's apartment, and Ross comes in with a bag and a bottle of wine. And she is dressed to the nines. Like, you can see her bra through her shirt. You can tell that uh, she yes. wants to have a good night. Yes. Um, so he puts the bag down, puts Ben down, and she's like oh i like can't thank you enough for like willing being willing to do this and ross is like i think at first ross is like yeah like i i don't remember what he says but you can tell he's like not getting what she means yeah um but then she's like it's what'd she say like it's so hard to find she's like i've been wanting to go on a date that's right with this guy forever yeah or for a while yeah so then it clicks and ross he's like oh wait a minute um so she basically says, like, you know, uh, I- I'm willing to do this for you sometime if you need. Like, it's it's good good to know that my son's going to be in good hands. And mm-hmm. then she looks at the bottle of wine and she's like, can you just wait to start drinking that until <laughs> after the kids go to bed? It's so bad. So, so she leaves and he immediately turns to the kids and he goes, who wants to make some long distance phone calls? 
it's like back in the day that's like the perfect way to get back at somebody yeah it was um and then just real quick i know it's like a different scene but we find out that the date actually tipped him ten dollars yeah which is like just another like oh it's the worst so then a little while later rachel comes into the apartment and she's kissing josh like they're making out and monica at this point is in her like sixth stage so she's laying on the bed or on the couch she's like ross isn't here so she like pushes josh off of her Uh uh-huh and um i think they basically just like say goodbye and he leaves but then she looks in her wallet and she realizes that all of her money is gone and she goes i can't believe like I i think josh is stealing from me and monica's like you're just crazy like no he's not and she's like no he's literally stealing from me and she like shows him her um her wallet which is completely empty mm-hmm. she gets like super mad um and i think Fee- is that the point where phoebe walks in and says oh i just ran into josh and he was wearing he's wearing like a really nice leather jacket or something yeah yeah he looks good in that leather jacket <laughs> yeah. so then she goes like storming after him yeah so we find out that ross is a babysitter and rachel is basically being stolen from so they're getting back at each other but they're both miserable um so towards the end we're back at the apartment and ross is still trying to get at rachel with amanda who doesn't know that he's just a babysitter meanwhile monica's laying on the couch sick as a dog and she just wants her cough drops so she keeps asking ross like can you hand me my cough drops and um he's still going at it with rachel and then monica is just over it she's so done she's so done and she's just she just calls him out flat out calls him out like you're just a babysitter for her that's all you are you don't sleep with her you're not together you're just her babysitter and rachel she's well isn't she like you have like a middle schooler's job you have a 12 year old's job you have a 12 year old girl's job (laughs) yeah (laughs) and rachel just cracks up and is so like if she's winning like she thinks she's winning she's like yes yeah but then Monica calls her out because she's like, you're dating somebody who steals from you. And immediately Rachel obviously feels like, you know, a kid again. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think Ross says something and I don't know what it was. I think he made some comment about um, what well, least mine can drive me places. Yeah. It, they're just being pet. Like, yeah, they were they just going sort of go forth. right back into being petty again. Yeah. Um, so then to get back at him, Rachel looks at him and does the fist bump thing. Yeah. In his face. And it's so funny. And then he like puts his hands over his ears and does this like thing with his elbows. So we don't know what that one is, but it's obviously another move that Ross had made up that's idiotic. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of like the end of the Ross and Rachel trying to get back at each other. Yeah. I love me a good Petty Ross. Oh, I do too. <laughs> it's like this part in their relationship, I can get behind. <laughs> yeah, the only part in their relationship I can get behind. <laughs> right, 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 right. And actually yeah. actively can cheer on. Like, yeah, yeah you go, guys. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the last thing we'll talk about, and I honestly think the most important part in this whole episode, because it's really the only thing that carries over. Um and it's a big piece that carries over. It is a big piece. Um, and I think as I was watching this, I realized that I'm pretty sure season four is one of my favorites. Mm. I think the storyline has part of that 
like part of it to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I don't know what else it is about season four. I think I'll I'll get it more once we start getting into it, and I can fully remember all of season yeah. four. But I distinctly remember in my mind that like I didn't really like start liking Friends until I got to this season. Mm. So um, in the beginning, we see Monica and Chandler in the cafe. Well, the other friends are there too, but they're kind of like having a conversation. And he notices a pretty girl at the counter, as he calls her, and she's nervous to go ask her out. And Monica's like, well, what's the worst that could happen? And she, he's like, well, it could kill me. And um, <laughs> just being dramatic. But eventually he works up the nerve. He goes over and he asks the friends, like, all right, wish me good luck. So Ross yells it. He's like, good luck. And the girl is like literally sitting right behind him. Mm-hmm. So it's just very obvious. Um but he walks over, he introduces himself, and she goes, oh, I'm Kathy. And he's like, is that with a C or with a K? And she goes, a K. That was clever. And is like, basically telling him that he did a good job. Um, but... Well, she's like laughing at him. She's like, you're good at this. And he's yeah. like, right? <laughs> yeah, but she's obviously being sarcastic. Because yeah. he's not. Um, but fun fact for all of our listeners out there, and I think you'll catch this too, is that she eventually, that actress goes on to play... Emily Prentice in Criminal Minds, who's pretty big. I don't know if you caught that. Did you catch it? I remember her from Jag. I don't. I never watched that. Um, let me. You keep talking, and I'll pull up her IMDb. Okay, I just know. Are her they from the same people? Criminal Minds. What do you mean? No, it is her. It is Emily Prentice. You're right. Yeah. Wait. Okay, no, wait. <laughs> Her name is Paget Brewster in real life. Okay, I'm thinking of Catherine Bell. Okay, yeah, no, different person. Oh, she's in Bruce Almighty. Never mind. Okay, <laughs> I think for my entire life, I have thought that those two people were the same people. Interesting. I mean... And I should know better. That's all right. They don't even cross the same circles. I mean, I guess they're both in TV, so technically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, that was That's a side funny. note. That's funny. Yes, Emily Prentice, you are right. Um, I remember when I first watched Criminal Minds, I saw her, and then I think I had gone back and was watching some old episodes of Friends, and I stumbled across one of these with her in it, and I was like, Wait, oh my gosh. Hilariously, she is in the show Friends. <laughs> but she... She is in, um, oh, dang it. She is listed as Robin. That might come later. Yeah, I think we haven't gotten that yet. We'll bring this back up when she comes in, when she friend features later on. That's hilarious that they're both in here and I didn't even notice. Um, anyways, so we, they're, they're kind of chatting and then she mentions, like, I do have to let you know, like, I'm waiting on a date to come in mm-hmm. and then as soon as she gets done with that sentence in walks joey and she kind of turns she's like oh here he is and you can just see in chandler's face like mm-hmm. how like defeated he feels so joey walks over gives her a kiss and he's like oh i'm so glad like you guys are talking like you already met and chandler's like yeah i'm just trying to figure out a way to get my exceptionally large feet into my even bigger mouth because <laughs> he's just frustrated yeah um, which is just a bummer. But later we are at the boys' apartment and Kathy is, and it's obviously the middle of the night, but Kathy is sitting in the living room 
Um, they've managed to get a TV that's sitting on their giant dog. Such um, a cute little thing. It is. It is. Um, but Chandler walks out and he's like, oh, I didn't think I'd have to um, fight over their mode at 2.30 in the morning. And she just makes a comment about like, oh, there's this Ernie Kovacs thing that I really wanted to watch. And Chandler gets excited because he's like, oh my gosh, that's what I came out here to watch. And so they realize that they have something in common. And then um, he apologizes for that afternoon. And she asks how like him and her and Joey met. And we find out they met at acting class and they were paired as partners. And Joey obviously picked three scenes where all they got to do was make out. Um, which was classic and Chandler mm-hmm. just jokes. He's like, well, I'm glad it, I'm glad he has you now because then that means I don't have to rehearse with him anymore. <laughs> um, and then she gets excited about the wonder broom that comes on the TV and Chandler happens to have it. So he shows it to her and she's super excited. And then, um, they sit down to watch this Ernie Kovacs thing and Chandler leans over, he sits in the canoe, he leans over and he picks up the chicken and she goes, why didn't you pick up the duck? And he's like, because ducks can swim. <laughs> <laughs> Which was just kind of like a, it, I think it was like a throwaway line, but it was really funny, kind of cute. It's so cute. Can I tell you what the Ernie Kovacs show is? Yeah. Because I had no idea, so I had to look it up. It was an American comedy show based on the comedian Ernie Kovacs, um, who was first shown in Philadelphia, or the show was first shown in Philadelphia during the early 1950s, and then it went national. Um, the show appeared in like different versions and formats, including like daytime, primetime, late night, talk show, comedy, and as a summer replacement series. Nice. So, yeah. Um, cool. I didn't look that up, so I'm glad you did. Um, oh, hold on. It says it was yes. one of only six TV shows broadcast on all four U.S. television networks during the golden age of television. The others being The Original Amateur Hour, Pantomime Quiz, Down You Go, The Arthur Murray Party, and Tom Corbett Space Cadet. Wow. Dang, one of six. <laughs> oh, it must have been a good show. We've got like six main streaming services that show millions of shows each <laughs> yeah. nowadays. That's crazy. Um, okay, so then later on they're in the cafe and Kathy and Joey get up because they're going to go buy hamsters and we find out here that she is a researcher and she researches mm-hmm. um obviously using these hamsters which phoebe Yikes. didn't quite understand what they meant she's like oh that's so i love that science is like helping rescue like hamsters now yikes which is clearly phoebe. not what they're doing phoebe would be like the one to yeah definitely go against that yeah so they leave and the friends all talk about how they like Kathy and like think she's really great. And then Chandler just butts in. He's like, yeah, like she is great. Like we, we stayed up the other night and like just talked and watched TV and like we found all this stuff out. Like he goes on and on mm-hmm. and on about him. And then the girls kind of get this like look on their face and he's like, <laughs> what, what, what is it? And they're like, you're in love with her. And they're like, no, he's like, no, no, I'm not. It's Joey's girlfriend. It's not. And the girls are like, yeah, Chandler, you're in love with her. And then you think Ross is about to stand up for him. But he comes over (laughs) and he eventually is just like, no, you are in love with her. And just they're just like digging him into this even bigger hole that he probably already feels terrible about. Yeah, for sure. They're definitely no help. (laughs) No, not at all. Um, So then 
we're outside later, and Chandler sees Kathy running. Like, he's at the newspaper stand. He sees <laughs> her running. This is the worst. <laughs> it's, it's honestly, like, so awkward. Because um, he's calling out to her, and she obviously has headphones in, so she can't hear him. And when she doesn't respond, he decides to run after her. So we have this, like, montage of him, like, running after Kathy. And he, like, runs into dogs, and he gets hit with the hot dog. And so he's got mustard stains all over him. And then he's jumping on taxis. (laughs) And it's, like, just so awkward. And by the time he, like, gets in front of her and she stops and realizes that he's there, um, she's like, oh, like, hey, how are you doing? And he's like, yeah, I just, I saw you and I, and he's, like, very much out of breath. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's like, I just wanted to say hi. And she's like, oh, okay, cool, hi. And then he walks away. And it's like, all that effort and all you're going to do is say hi? It's so bad because it's like, he probably started running after her. And then, like, at what point are you too far in to turn around? Yeah. You know? So it's like, I felt like it was a very lose-lose situation for him. For sure. <laughs> um. So then we're back at the apartment and Chandler comes in and he just admits, he's like, I am in love with Kathy. I can't get her out of my head. I'm literally a horrible friend. I am the worst friend. He's just going on and on about how terrible of a friend he is. And the friends don't say anything. They just stare at him. And he's like, this is the point where you're like, no, Chandler, you're not crazy. You're not a bad friend. (laughs) (laughs) But none of them say a word. Yeah. Um, So then Joey and Kathy enter and... Kathy looks at Chandler and he's, she's like, oh, we were just talking about you. And he's like, oh, that's great. Cool. And then just like sits back down. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we're back at the boys apartment and Chandler is playing hide and seek with the duck and chick. And they're not quite understanding what he's wanting them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, he continues anyway. So Joey walks in and he asks Chandler to go to dinner with him and Kathy, which he politely declines and says, no, I already ate dinner. I don't want to go. And he's like, but it's 4.30 in the afternoon. And he's like, yeah, I had a, like, I had a big lunch on Monday. Yeah. Um, and Joey is just like, you know, I think I know what's going on here. And Chandler thinks he knows. But we find out that Joey's like, you just don't like Kathy. Yeah. Like, every time she's around, like, you leave the room. You don't talk about her. Like, you just don't like her. And Chandler's like, yeah, that's what it is. That's yeah. for sure what it is. So then Joey basically just, like, guilts him into coming. He's like, look, I'll pay for your meal. Will you just come, like, get to know her? And he's like, okay, sure. And he's like, well, I'm only paying because you said you weren't going to (laughs) eat. So we're at dinner later. And I thought it was odd that they went to dinner at a bar. Yeah, it's not very, like, well, I mean, I guess it's better than them going to, like, to a romantic place and, like, sit down with Chandler there. I think for three people it makes more sense to go to a bar, but, like, I don't know. It just felt weird. Like, yeah, at a bar. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, especially in the seating that they were at. It's like very small and all you can really fit are like a beer and an appetizer. Yeah, like pretty small. (laughs) So they're sitting there and when they first come to the scene, Kathy and Joey are kissing in front of Chandler, Mm -hmm. which is just awkward. Um, But then Kathy tries to hook up Chandler with another girl that's sitting like across the way from them. And he's just like, no, I'm okay. And you can just tell, like, by his demeanor that he's, like, not into it. And he really doesn't want to be there because he obviously, we know he loves Kathy, but he can't say anything about it. Um, and then she, she like, offers to hook him up with one of her friends that are really cute. And she keeps, like, touching his shoulder. And mm-hmm. he keeps, like, kind of pulling away from it. 
Um, and then finally he's like, no, like it's fine. And he gets up, he's like, I'm going to go get a drink. And so he gets up to leave to go to the counter and Joey comes up to him and he's just confused. He's like, dude, like, what's your problem? Like, she's trying to be nice. She's trying to help you out. And all you're doing is like shutting her down. And Chandler's like, well, what do you want from me? Like, what do you expect here? And Joey's like, you could at least pretend. And I think like this whole scene was like kind of brilliant because yeah. Like, just the way that they were, like, very serious with each other. And he's like, Joey, I am pretending. Well, and Joey has, like, a great point. He's like, I had to, like, I had to force myself to hang out with Janice because, like, you were dating her. And so he brings up these really great points of, like, you can at least, like, do better at pretending. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. at least show an effort. Like, I showed an effort with Janice. Right. And then... He's like, so at least like pretend. And at this point, Chandler's like, oh, so you want me to, you want me to, do you want me to go over there and tell her right now how much I like her? And he's like, yeah, I do. And he's like, okay. And so then Chandler just like explodes. He's like, Mm -hmm. I'll just go over there and tell her how much I haven't stopped thinking about her since the moment we met or how I'm so, he says like this whole like frantically over the top in love with her that I can't believe that, um, it's like, I can't believe, like, my bad luck that you met her first. Yeah, he says something like, I can't believe, of, like, every minute of every hour of every day that you met her first before I did. Yeah. And it's, like, very obvious that he's in love with her. Yeah. But Joey is just like, well, that's a little extreme, but, I mean, if you tone it down a bit, it'll work. <laughs> he's He has no clue. No, just right over his head. Yeah. Which just, like personally i think adds a bit more like frustration to the whole thing Mm -hmm. because it's like chandler's trying to be a good friend here and like put his feelings aside but like joey you're not helping yeah totally Um, so towards the end chandler is watching tv we're assuming it's the middle of the night again and he hears kathy and joey like laughing because they're obviously having fun in the bedroom Mm -hmm. and he turns the tv up so he can't hear him and joey walks out covering himself with a dartboard and it's just like um he's like i know we're obviously like not doing any sleeping in here but like could you turn it down a little bit and so chandler walks over to monica's apartment and asks if he can sleep on the couch and they're like super sweet because she is kind of like consoling him as they walk to the couch um but yeah that's how we end it yeah it's a pretty good episode it was, yes. I really do like I really do like the Kathy storyline. And so. like Ross and Rachel, like obviously it carries just by the fact that like they play cat and mouse like the entire ten seasons. <laughs> um yeah. and Phoebe's cold is you know, funny enough just because she like tries to get it back, which nobody ever wants and obviously doesn't um maybe doesn't age well in like the COVID age when like nobody wants to get sick because you never quite know when it's just a cold or right. COVID, so. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> All right, what is your favorite scene? My favorite scene is the very end when Chandler comes over. He's got a blanket over his shoulders <laughs> or head. So sweet. And he is like, hey, can I come stay on the couch? And Monica is like very sweet too because she's sick and she also has her like cozy blanket like wrapped around her and so like together they just walk kind of arm in arm over to the couch and I just one I think it's very foreshadowingly cute because like we know what's happening in the future 
um, coming up here soon. Well, and we then... do, but it wasn't ever planned. So I know, it's but like, like not foreshadowing, but it is. I know, but okay. In the in the tag scene, though, I do have to say something. At right after Gunther says, "I knew you'd understand," it pans back to Rachel. But if you look at the bottom right corner of the screen, you can see Mon, Mon and Chandler sitting on the couch, very close together, and they're facing each other. And like she's smiling and like playing with her hair. And I was like, oh, they said they don't know, but like there, there, like there were hints all along. I feel like, like yeah, I feel like the reason the audience reacted the way they did in that scene which changed their minds to it is because they've given us so much foreshadow up to that point oh like it's just they were so cute in that scene but like i think i've like if you guys watch this after if you watch the episodes after we talk about it definitely pay attention to the very end of the tag scene and just look in that bottom right hand corner for mon and chan i'm gonna have to go back and look you have to see it it's like they look like they're in love on the couch. It's crazy. I was like, this is so obvious. I rewound it and watched it a second time because I was like, surely that's not what I saw. And it was like, it looks so obvious. But my favorite favorite, because it's actually a part of the scene and planned, is the fact that like he came over there and she probably like they know that she's sick. But then he she also could probably guess while he, why he was over there and yeah. like looking very downtrodden. Um, it just was very sweet and a very sweet moment and, and cute. Yeah. So that was my favorite. What about yours? Um, I think, mm, so I, I think I kind of have two. Okay. Um, and it's like a scene and then a part of a scene. So I really like the scene where he comes out and Kathy is in, it's like the night scene where she's watching TV and they kind of connect because I really like that, um, it's like a genuine like interaction between guy and girl and I feel like for a lot of the guys it's just like yeah like I got her number and we're gonna like hook up but like I feel like this is one of the first where um and I know we kind of saw it with the last round of Janice like he was actually treating her nice and going on dates and all that stuff but like the connection I feel like that Kathy and Chandler had right away was just like so genuine yes it was I also think that what made it even better is that Chandler is very aware of the fact that Joey is dating her. Mm -hmm. And so like his loyal tendencies, he's like, I'm not going to do anything with you because like you're dating my friend and I would never do that to my friend. Yeah. Um, And so I don't know. I just like that, like that real connection that they had. But then I also really like the scene when they're at dinner and him and Joey are like having their little spat. Mm-hmm. Because it was so, because obviously they they were both thinking two different things, um, but it was just like so, I don't know, just real. Like I felt yeah. like that whole storyline was so relatable in real life. Yeah. And um, so I think like a lot of it is just, I don't know, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, I think this is probably one of my favorite seasons. And I think this storyline is what helped make that one of my favorite seasons. Yeah. I love it. Yes. Um, okay, let's do episode ratings. Yeah. Um, I think I would probably give this one a seven, seven, seven. Um, because also I can't wait till we get to that episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but 
I think because a big part of the storyline is one that does carry over, um, Kathy and Chandler and Joey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I don't know. I thought it was like an all around good episode. Like all three storylines, like the, the Phoebe storyline was kind of a throwaway, but it was nice that like she had her own little thing. Um, and the Ross and Rachel arguing, we both mentioned before how we love Petty Ross. So it's always fun to see him. Um, but I think just because of that, that third storyline, I really, I really enjoyed the episode. It's definitely one that I think I could watch again. Yeah. I also forgot to say, I do love, I do love the scene where Phoebe is like, she's like, I think I'm so sexy. Like, I think I'm sexy. And then she like, the way that she coughs is just so over the top extra. Yeah. It's like full mouth. Oh, like, like, it's just so ridiculously obnoxious in order to combat the fact that she just like mentioned that she thinks she sounds super sexy. So I just loved I just loved the absurdity of her cough after stating that. So I do have to say that that was also like, might not be as big as a favorite scene because I do like the end better, but it's an honorable mention for sure. Um, This is one of those episodes where I really wish there was like a half, a half. um, (laughs) It's almost like if there was something that was worse than smelly cat that we could use as like a 0.5 decimal so that if we ever wanted to add it, to a number you know what I mean do you know what I mean you could just call it smelly no it has to be like its own thing like oh Oh, so like if you were to say like a Marcel something it would be like a 2.5 yes okay here's what I think it should be you know how uh, our two star friends they mentioned that they think tag is the worst thing to like ever happen (laughs) to the thing I think a 0.5 should be called a tag so, so what I want to do is give it a seven, 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 plus a tag. So you want so it to be a seven and a half. I really want it to be a seven and a half. Like it's not okay. quite Central Park, but I do think it's like, I can't, I can't justify giving it Central Park, but like seven, seven, seven feels so like, feels small. Um, but for all the same reasons you said, I think this Kathy storyline is a really big storyline. I love it in the future with Chandler anyways, and the the issues that it kind of brings between like the friend, like the guy friends. Um, yeah. I thought that Phoebe trying to get a cold is hilarious. Um, and the fact that like, um, we always talked about it in French class when we were growing up, like the best, the best sounding when you're like the best sounding that Americans sound like in French class as they're learning is when they're sick because French is very nasally, but we as Americans don't really talk nasally. So it's like a forced, like when you have a cold, you're, it kind of forces the sound out through your nose as well. So they say that like when you have a cold, it's the best sounding French that you can do as like an American speaker. So I really love that they turn that story to also like include like singing how Phoebe thinks she sounds so great and is like so desperate to try and get it back. I think that's hilarious. And then you said it, a Petty Ross is my favorite Ross. So the fact that they're like going at it again is just amazing. Yeah. Um, and then even, 
even down to the detail of like Gunther apologizing for Phoebe kissing and thinking that it's like gonna add trouble into him and Rachel's non-existent relationship to me is just really funny nice um okay post show wrap up give me that trivia yes okay let's try and do better than the last couple of weeks (laughs) okay this one i feel like we should know but i'm blanking on what it is right now i'm sure you'll know right away um phoebe found what in a can of soda a thumb it was a thumb right yeah sorry that one was easy no that's okay it makes me feel better because the last last week was just horrible so let me bring you a season 10 question oh boy what is the name of the nanny Ross and Rachel hired to watch Emma? Oh, shoot. Oh, um, I wish I could look at it with just a letter without finding the whole name. I know. It's like, if I can. it's like, it's like, it's like, it's an M. Not that doesn't help at all. Nancy. M. M. Oh, M. As in Monica M. Yeah. Michelle. Wait. No. It's a very basic M name. Um, I I don't know a lot of people with this name, but that that doesn't help at all. I I would not guess this, so I don't know if you would. I'm literally trying to go through all. I can. I know it's Freddie Prince Jr. I can literally see it. It's just frustrating me because it's like. It was it's sort a of a girl. Name. It was like a girl name because that's what made Ross like, oh, it's a guy? Mary? No. no. Just tell me when you've had enough and you want me to tell you. I've had enough. It's Molly. Mo- oh, I would never have guessed that. Yeah. I was like, Mary, Martha, Michelle, Miranda. Man, I would have never guessed Molly. Okay, yeah. well. Uh, all right. So we're one for one for two. Half, half, half got it. Um, I don't have a social media spotlight this week. Um, so let's go right into recommend to a friend. Okay. Um, I have one that's just like basic. I mean, it's not like great. Um, it could be basic. It doesn't have to be elaborate, (laughs) but I gave up caffeine at the start of this year. Hey. Well, I gave up coffee slash caffeine just for a while, not for ever. Mm-hmm. Um, it started with, I was just going to give up coffee, but then I was like, I think the real culprit is caffeine, so mm-hmm. I'm going to give up both, which is a lot harder than you think. Um, yes. Especially for somebody who just got done working at Starbucks and drinks a lot of coffee. So yes. um, I cut it cold turkey, which I found out is the worst way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning that if I ever do this again in the future, I will not do it that way. <laughs> yeah. But um, recently I've picked up, which might sound weird since I live in Florida, but I picked up drinking hot chocolate. Now, nice. I know that some chocolate has caffeine in it. Um, and hot I've, chocolate usually has a lot of sugar. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say sugar. I said caffeine. <laughs> um, but I... <laughs> So, I'm, I don't know if our friends know this, but I, I don't eat dairy, so I'm dairy-free. So I have to be careful. You did careful. mention that. Okay. Well, I have to be in the beginning with, episodes. Yeah. I have to be careful with what kind of chocolate I eat anyway. So mm. um, 
I always check to make sure. So the hot chocolate I've been drinking is fine. But yeah. I am not a huge like chocolate eater in general. So whenever someone's like, let's get a hot beverage, like hot chocolate is a last thing in my mind. Mm. But for some odd reason, this week, this week it's been a little bit chillier in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, we had some like, we woke up to like some 40 degree weather a couple of days, which I know to northern states is not cold, but down mm-hmm. here it's cold. Yeah. Um, so I just really wanted something like warm when I was going to, to work and a lot of teas have caffeine and I'm not a super big herbal tea drinker. So I'm like, I'm going to have to drink something else. So I've been drinking hot chocolate and it's just really cozy and really comfy of like a beverage. And if you sprinkle some marshmallows on top, it makes it even better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I recommend that if you live in a cold weather state or country, or even if you live in a hot state, um, drink some hot chocolate because you won't be disappointed. It's really nice. delicious. Nice. And there are some dairy-free options out there. Mm-hmm. And it pairs really well with oat milk, so that's my recommend. Nice. That sounds yummy. Yeah. Um, we have a recommend to a friend from Beth. I'm so excited. She did give us some feedback. Okay, Llewellyn, you're going to love this. Okay. She said, I have purchased a few things based on your recommendations. The the ones I can think of are a particular hand lotion, (laughs) whose name I cannot remember. That was yours. Nice. Weighted heating pads, also yours. So she must have a preference for your Uh, things. Thanks, Beth. (laughs) Oh. I want but, to meet you. <laughs> you guys can swap stories. It's fine. <laughs> um, and so then moving forward as a placement holder for what would be my recommend to a friend. She said, um, I'm listening to episode 85 where you ask for recommendation suggestions. Um, and she said, the thing that pops into mind is a website called Just Watch, where you can put in the name of a movie or TV show And it will tell you all the platforms it's available on, either streaming, rent, or purchase. So when you do a deep dive on Matthew Perry's back catalog, you can watch the 1985 episode of Charles in Charge, where he was a guest star on some random channel for free. Oh, nice. Yeah. So thanks, Beth. So that is Just Watch. It's a website. Um, I don't know if you've ever done it, but I've had to use... um, googling means before to try and find remember when we talked about gilligan's island yeah yeah and i found out they you still have to buy it and it's like 60 years old wow i could have easy easily found it on just watch and that would have shown me the platforms so anyways thanks beth for that recommend to a friend um go to just watch the website and um find all your shows and maybe start digging into some back catalogs of some some of our friend characters. Yeah, that'd be fun. Awesome. Well, great episode. Um, next week, we're going to cover the one with the dirty girl. Yeah, so we will catch you guys next week on the One with the Friends podcast. <laughs>